Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here and tuning in. If you're from the US, a very happy belated 4th of July and also a very happy belated Canada Day. Lots to celebrate in this past week. And I hope you guys are doing well and your week is off to an amazing start. Today, we are talking about environmental allergies and some natural ways that you can treat them. I've had a lot of people reach out to me in the past couple of weeks saying that they've been dealing with environmental allergies and if I could do an episode on it. So I thought this would be the perfect time. I know that a lot of us, at least myself, I've been dealing with allergies. I've never used to have environmental allergies before, and it really wasn't until the past two years where they started to show up, and it's just been really strange. And some days I wake up, and I'm totally fine, and other days, not so much. And it's kind of interesting as I start to pay more attention to it, because there really is a connection between hormones and histamine intolerance and just histamine in general. So typically, you know, where you might be with your menstrual cycle and having elevated estrogen levels during your menstrual cycle could induce a histamine release. Um, So I've been trying to pay attention to when my allergies are showing up and if they are showing up more or less around ovulation or different times in my cycle. So there can definitely be a correlation there between histamine response and between your hormones. So that definitely plays a role. So something I've been keeping an eye on and something I really encourage you to as well, um, environmental allergies, of course, if you know you're reacting to something like hay fever and pollen and stuff like that and certain pollens, then you know that's one thing. But if you find that you can't really see this correlation between your allergies and, and what's going on in the environment or the time of year, start to really pay attention to how it shows up in your cycle. So we're going to talk about natural treatments today and maybe they'll work for you, maybe not. I don't know. There have definitely been times where uh, I will never forget it. The day that we moved into our house last year, at the end of April, 2019, that day when we moved, it was like the worst allergies I had ever had. It was just nonstop. My nose and sinuses were so just like running, like just, it was nonstop. I went through, I don't even know how many Kleenex boxes. My eyes were so watery. And I'm sure that the fact that we were moving that day and there was also a lot of dust in the air, that was probably aggravating it. And that day I was so desperate because I had to get in the car and drive to our new house. My eyes were so watery. I couldn't see anything. And I stopped and pulled over to a shopper's drug mart and I got myself like a, I can't even remember what it was, but like I got myself an antihistamine. Um, I think it was reactin and it actually didn't work. It did nothing for me, but I was so desperate. I really needed something and, and unfortunately it didn't work. So Let's go the natural route because of course I don't want you taking antihistamines and there may be a time where your allergies get really bad where you got to do that. So it is what it is. And yeah, let's just kind of dive in. You know, it's interesting because I was doing some research about allergies. There was this forecast that starting in 2019, 
they called it like the pollen apocalypse or something like that. I was doing this reading on it and basically it means that there was this like extreme pollen blanket that was in the sky. So there were these images in North Carolina that were showing that the sky was tinted from this like never before seen haze of this yellow pollen and it was sweeping through the country. And so experts have been predicting that the worst is really on its way and that allergies in the next three to five years are going to get even more worse. So even more reason to spend some time prepping your body to defend against allergy season. Um, And again, allergy season can show up in the springtime, in the summer, and then also into the fall months as well. So we know that there are increased pollen counts and they are one of the health effects of climate change. I think in two, in the year 2000, the pollen counts had registered at about 8,000 grains per cubic meter. And then it's estimated that by 2040, that number is projected to be well over 25,000, which is crazy. So it's definitely on the rise. So something to be really conscious of. And just speaking of pollen, I mean, all flowers and trees and and even weeds like they all have their own natural pollen they all release some sort of pollen and not all individuals have a heightened sensitivity or an allergic reaction to all pollen so it's important to pay attention and recognize what really is triggering your allergies and the time of year they're showing up a lot of people can be allergic to cottonwood trees or ragweed is often the problem for a lot of people while um, others, it might be grass um, or certain flowers might actually be an issue as well. So definitely something to, to pay attention to. And I think that there was also this interesting study, you know, with food and specifically ragweed allergy sufferers, um, they had experienced an allergic response to certain foods. So if you have ragweed allergies, it would be really wise to avoid foods such as cucumbers, melons, chamomile tea, bananas, sunflower seeds, and zucchini. So if you have a ragweed allergy, you want to avoid those foods because they can actually aggravate your allergic response. And then there's also some other foods we're going to dive into it to really avoid as well if you find your allergies are really quite intense. And so if you leave your allergies untreated, and especially seasonal allergy symptoms, like you just get such miserable symptoms. You know, I've experienced it and my head gets so congested and my eyes are so watery. And when your body is releasing histamine, it causes you to be really tired. So that is something that I experience on those days where my allergies are really, really bad. Like I am super exhausted. So I think before we even go on, it's important to dive into like what histamine actually is. So histamine is naturally found in certain foods. And it's also this chemical compound that is found in cells in our body. And so it's a very important part of our immune system and it plays a really important role in inflammation in the body. We need histamine in order to digest food. It supports our bowel health. It's important for exercise performance, increasing attention, and it can really also help to get blood flow moving throughout the body. 
and helping to get blood as well as nutrients and oxygen delivered to different parts of your body. And with the right amount of histamine, the body is able to perform these functions as it should. But however, the problem will occur when there's too much histamine. So when your histamine levels increase, your tolerance decreases. And then at this point, histamine can cause a wide variety of symptoms. And these symptoms can vary depending on where it is released in the body. So um, it can be really different for, for each person. So that's kind of just the the 411 on histamine and and what that really is. And again, like I said, there's also a correlation between that histamine response and and different times in your menstrual cycle. And uh, if you have some different hormonal imbalances going on, it could be posing an issue there with histamine as well. And there's also a correlation between histamine and gut health, which is why when it comes to dealing with environmental allergies, really focusing on gut health and optimizing digestion and all of that is going to be really, really important, making sure you're getting in really good quality probiotics. Um, And I'll just save that for a couple minutes when I dive into supplements because I've put a really good list here together. So some common allergy symptoms. Now, like I said, super painful and uncomfortable and just all around awful. Um, Congestion, post-nasal drip, itchy eyes, um, sneezing, you know, all of this is really going to wear down the body. And while the severity of symptoms of allergic rhinitis, which is typically what it's referred to, it can really vary widely from season to season. Chances are that if you do have seasonal allergies, those symptoms are going to impact your day-to-day life. So like I said, with myself specifically on those days where I'm really having an allergic response, I'm just so tired. Like I can't even function and my head feels like it's the size of like a whale. And specifically with hay fever symptoms, they can be really similar to symptoms of the common cold or a sinus infection, but colds and sinus infections, those come and go much more quickly than seasonal allergies. And allergy symptoms don't go away until the pollen is actually dormant. So someone that is suffering from seasonal allergies is going to face these challenges season after season because when the allergen is a pollen or even something like mold or some other sort of airborne substance, the symptoms are typically going to manifest in your eyes, in your lungs, in your nose. And then food sensitivities are going to come on board here and also play a role or certain foods are going to aggravate your histamine response as well. And so your symptoms really aren't going to go away until the pollen actually goes away, which kind of sucks. (laughs) So this is why it's so important that if you're spending a lot of time outdoors and you know you're reacting to pollen, then you want to make sure that when you come inside, you're taking a shower. If you have pets that are outside, then you kind of want to maybe hose them down um, or wipe them down as well um, so that you're not bringing that pollen around because it, it can really, really be aggravating and um, your symptoms won't go away until the pollen goes away. So other symptoms that some people might experience outside of congestion and sneezing and runny runny nose, you might experience decreased concentration and focus, which is definitely something I can relate to, Um, exhaustion, sleep disorders, mood swings, low blood pressure, asthma, hives, eczema, and even ear infections can sometimes show up as well. So again, limit your time that you're spending outdoors, even though that's not really the best solution. So if you are spending a lot of time outside, then just make sure 
you're implementing some of those strategies that I suggested in terms of, you know, taking a shower and again with your pets and whatnot and like not wearing your shoes in the house because then you're transferring the pollen and dirts and, and, and toxins and things like that into your house as well. So some underlying causes of allergy symptoms. So did you know that your risk of suffering from seasonal allergy symptoms increased dramatically if you have an underlying medical condition? So if you've suffered from any sort of recent trauma or an illness, if you have a deviated septum or nasal polyps or asthma, then that is going to put you at a heightened risk. So is unmanaged stress and pregnancy. Pregnancy can obviously, it, it can cause, uh, it sort of, it is a trauma to the body, right? When you're giving birth and even though it's a natural process and then there's so many changes happening with your hormones and with stress levels, and it can really put you at a heightened risk for allergies. And these conditions and, you know, they can adversely affect your immune system functioning. So allergy symptoms are caused when our bodies release histamine in response to an allergen and your immune system is, you know, plays a key role here. So a strong immune system is key to fighting seasonal allergies. And as we know, your immune system lives in your gut, which is why it's so important to be supporting your gut health and your microbiome. So allergies are really considered disorders of the immune system and the body is overreacting to harmless substances and it produces these antibodies to attack the substance, which is what is causing your symptoms. So you're particularly susceptible to a weakened immune system after a physical trauma or some sort of surgery or an underlying illness or during times of different emotional or physical stress. Even lack of sleep can make you more prone to allergies because not getting enough sleep will impact your immune system. And stress plays a really big part in your immune system. So unmanaged stress can really lead to a host of allergy symptoms. And According to the British Institute for Allergy and Environmental Therapy, stress makes allergies worse, and once stress is properly managed and relieved, the symptoms of hay fever improve. And women who are pregnant, even those who've never suffered from allergies in the past or in their history, they can be more prone to allergic rhinitis and seasonal allergy symptoms. In fact, one in a hundred pregnant women suffer from asthma during pregnancy, and then many suffer more from seasonal allergies. So treating your allergies with over-the-counters and prescription allergy medications aren't considered safe if you are pregnant um, or if you're breastfeeding. And the good thing is there are lots of natural remedies that are safe, um, including for children and for pregnant women and for the, for the elderly. So when it comes to treating allergy symptoms naturally, we want to support the gut. We want to optimize the immune system and we want to supply our body just with a variety of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. And, you know, when it comes to something like antihistamines or corticosteroids or decongestants and just other over the counter medications, they can be helpful temporarily. And like I said, you may need to use it if you're having a, you know, a really bad case where it's just kind of like your last option, you just got to go for it. But unfortunately, they also do impact the bowels. They impact your microbiome. And again, your immune system is in your microbiome. So it's not something that I would suggest with these over-the-counters that you take long-term. And many of them do have side effects. So some of the most common ones are drowsiness, restlessness, dryness of your eyes, 
heart palpitations, sometimes insomnia. With children especially, there's been known side effects of upset stomach and nightmares with taking over-the-counter decongestants or antihistamines. So something to be conscious of as well. And again, you know, they're just, they're not for everyone, but they might play a role at some point. So we really want to be conscious of what we're eating and what we're supplementing with. So let's dive into foods first, because there really is quite a list of foods to avoid during allergy season. And I really do think that when it comes down to it, if you're suffering with a lot of allergies and you are like blowing your nose every two minutes and you're congested and you're tired and itchy, watery eyes and all of the, you know, all of the symptoms, it, it's so worth eliminating these foods because it's only going to make you feel better. So number one on the list is alcohol. <laughs> the first two, you probably aren't going to like to hear alcohol and caffeine. And then of course, conventional dairy, chocolate, peanuts, sugar, artificial sweeteners, processed foods, melons, bananas, cucumbers, sunflower seeds, shellfish, bottled citrus juice, echinacea, chamomile, wheat, and soy. So those are the top foods that you really want to avoid. Um, And of course, any foods that you may have an allergy to or or a sensitivity to should be avoided as well. And if you're really not sure what those food sensitivities are, it might be time to go on an elimination diet. And this can really help you to identify which foods are really making your allergies worse. And foods that commonly make hay fever symptoms worse include alcohol, caffeine, dairy, sugar, citrus, and wheat. So in addition, many common food preservatives, things like um, sodium bisulfite, potassium bisulfite, artificial sweeteners, these can also contribute to allergic rhinitis symptoms. So something to be conscious of as well. And then also adding to the list, dried fruits. This can be a really big one. I also mentioned shellfish. So shrimp um, is a big one as well. So just avoiding these, they can actually be very mucus forming, same with dairy. Um, And if you're already dealing with so much mucus buildup, then definitely be avoiding dairy, especially conventional dairy. So if you have a ragweed allergy, it's really important to avoid melons, bananas, cucumbers, sunflower seeds, and chamomile. And I think I mentioned that earlier. Um, They can really be a trigger for an allergic response, specifically with those with ragweed allergies. Um, And then specifically with hay fever, it's caffeine, dairy, chocolate, sugar, wheat, and citrus. Okay. So the overall goal of eliminating foods that you have a sensitivity to is to lighten the overall burden on your immune system and to allow it to function more optimally. You want to take that burden off so that you aren't really stressing the immune system. This is going to help you recover so much quicker. Now, there's a lot of great things that you can include during allergy season. So food-wise, raw local honey is the best. It's at the top of the list. Patients that consumed honey had significantly better control of their allergy symptoms than those on conventional allergy medication. And that was from a randomized control study that was published in the International Archives of Allergy and Immunology. And what's really happening is local honey, it works to relieve symptoms because it contains local pollen that is causing your allergies. So a couple tablespoons each day can really relieve your itchy, watery eyes, congestion, and just general symptoms of hay fever. 
If you're battling excessive mucus, you might want to actually heat things up a little bit by adding in some hot and spicy foods. This can actually help to thin the mucus and it can also be more um, just easily expelled through the body. So things like cinnamon and cayenne and cayenne pepper, uh, ginger, onion, garlic, those are all really great and you can add those to a recipe. Next up on the list is bone broth. So whether that's from chicken or beef or lamb, this really helps to ease respiratory problems and it can expel excess nasal mucus. It helps to reduce inflammation. It supports the gut. It heals leaky gut and it really boosts the immune system. Next up, probiotic-rich foods because again, supporting your immune system and your immune systems in your gut. So get in those foods like kefir, kombucha, some, if you can tolerate raw dairy, then maybe raw cheese might serve you well here, but something to be conscious of. And then of course, sauerkraut or kimchi. And if you are experiencing excessive mucus production, only consume raw organic dairy products. And again, see how that works for you. Um, Because with the pasteurization process of dairy, it destroys the enzymes that our body actually needs. So just be conscious of that. Next up on the list is pineapple. And pineapple contains bromelain. It's an enzyme. It also contains high amounts of vitamin C, uh, B vitamins, and other essential nutrients that really help to reduce your reaction to seasonal allergies. So eat you know, fresh, ripe pineapple because it has the highest concentration of these nutrients that you need during allergy season. Next up is apple cider vinegar. I love my apple cider vinegar. I drink it pretty much every day. And I think I've shared with you guys before my sort of like, I make so many different morning elixirs, but one of them that I've been making lately is I've been using the product Glow from Organifi, which is a product specifically for skin health. And it's got some amazing ingredients in there, but it has some coconut water and some sea salt, which is one of the reasons why I love it because it's super hydrating and it really does provide you with a lot of trace minerals. So not only is it just great for your skin, but it's really like whole body health. I love that product and it's got a really great taste. It's a raspberry lemonade. And so what I do is I warm up just a little bit of water. I put in a cap full of apple cider vinegar, and then I put in a scoop of the glow and I just mix that together and I drink it in the morning. Sometimes I will add some L-glutamine to that, which is really healing for the gut. Sometimes I add some collagen to that. The glow does not contain collagen. It contains these amazing nutrients and ingredients that help your body to produce its own collagen. So it is completely vegan. So if you don't take collagen, then that's one way to sort of help support your collagen production. And then of course, you can always add collagen to it as well, which is what I do sometimes. So If you'd like to try the glow from Organifi, you can head on over to OrganifiShop.com and use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES and you can save 15% off any of their products. I've pretty much been using all of their products. I use their red juice also. Um, It's kind of like a nice pick-me-up in the middle of the day. I love the gold in chocolate, the Organifi gold in chocolate. It makes for a really great hot chocolate at nighttime and it's got some lemon balm and magnesium, which is really soothing and calming right before bed. So I really love making that. So they've got some great products and I encourage you to check them out. Okay. So speaking of apple cider vinegar, it does help to boost the immune system. It helps to break up mucus and it also supports lymphatic drainage. So you can drink 
a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar before each meal, like 10 to 15 minutes before each meal that will actually help support digestion. And um, you can also mix it into, uh, like I said, into a drink, into an elixir. You can mix it with a little bit of fresh lemon juice and put in some raw local honey. And then you can make that as a delicious sort of your own natural antihistamine drink. That would be a great combination there. And then vegetables. We can't forget our vegetables. Swiss chard, which we are growing so much of right now in our garden. We're first-time gardeners and Gaytan made this amazing garden box and we got organic soil and fertilizer and all that goodness. And uh, we've got kale and Swiss chard and cucumbers and cherry tomatoes and banana peppers. Um, And we're also trying to grow some strawberries too. So our kale and our Swiss chard is like literally just taking over the garden. It looks so pretty and it's delicious and it's all organic, which is awesome. So Swiss chard is actually really high in quercetin and that can really help to fight off seasonal allergies and carrots and yams, beets, cabbage, all really great. And make sure you're just choosing a variety. That's really what is so important is getting a variety of nutrients, dark green, yellow, orange. This is what's going to provide you with so much nutrient density during allergy season, which your immune system will love you for. And then proteins. So wild caught salmon, you know, good quality poultry, pasture-raised, grass-fed, organic grass-fed beef, lamb. These are all really wonderful. You know, wild salmon is rich in many vitamins, omega-3 fatty acids, different essential minerals, and of course, it's loaded with protein. And so you can switch up your proteins, which is what I highly, highly recommend. You don't want to be eating the same foods all the time. You really want variety and be switching those up. And then some other foods, I kind of mentioned them, ginger, garlic, onions, fresh herbs and spices, fresh herb, dried herbs. These are all really, really great. Even horseradish is so good. I love horseradish and it will also help to clear out and expel mucus too. And ginger is particularly helpful because it helps to warm the body and it can really break down toxins in your immune system. So you can add that to a tea. I love making a tea with some doTERRA oils. I boil some water and then I add in a drop of ginger essential oil and cardamom essential oil and cinnamon essential oil. And it's just a delicious tea that's actually great for digestion and uh, very anti-inflammatory, also really great for balancing blood sugar. So if you are going to make that with the doTERRA oils, just make sure that once you put the oils into the water, you have to let it sit for about 10 minutes and you got to let the oils sort of dissipate because if you just if you just leave it there and you go to drink it right away, the oils are sitting right on top of the water and then if you go to put that glass you know, towards your face, it's going to be so strong and overpowering. So you got to let it like settle and mix it up a little bit and the oils will kind of like dissipate a bit and it won't be as strong. So just give it some time uh, before you do that. Okay. So now let's dive into supplements that will help to fight allergies. There's quite a few that you can use. So number one up on the list is actually spirulina. It is one of the most researched supplements and it's amazing for stopping the release of histamine that can cause your allergy symptoms. And last week we talked all about spirulina and chlorella. So if you head on over to energybits.com, you can use the coupon code healthyhormones and save 20 percent off the Energy Bits products. And they've got tons of spirulina and chlorella. And I pop my spirulina every day. I love it. It is so wonderful for energy and for inflammation. 
I've had a lot of people reach out asking if I personally use it because of, you know, um, Hashimoto's and have I found any issues there? And I personally have not, but it's also important to note that I do monitor my Hashimoto's antibodies and my symptoms and my hormones and everything very closely. And I do a lot of testing every three to four months. So I've been great taking it and I also feel really great taking it. So I do recommend spirulina. You can get it in powder form, but at energy bits, they're just tiny little bits and you just pop them in your mouth every day. You don't have to chew them unless you really want to. Some kids actually love to chew them. But if you haven't tuned into that episode, definitely head back to last week's episode with Catherine. And it was amazing. I learned so much about spirulina and it's just awesome. It's actually been proven to significantly improve symptoms, including nasal discharge, sneezing, nasal congestion, and itching in a double-blind placebo-controlled study, which is really cool. So, so much research on spirulina, and I highly recommend it. So if you haven't gotten yourself some, then definitely use the coupon code Healthy Hormones and save your 20%. Next up on the list is quercetin. So you're looking at probably around 1,000 milligrams per day specifically, and research shows that quercetin, this is a flavonoid that comes from different vegetables and different fruits from their very rich color. It stops the production and release of histamine. So note that quercetin may interfere with different medications or if you're using antibiotics or anything like that. So just be conscious of that. Butterbur, you may have heard of this one. Um, if you've gone to the health food store and asked for like a natural, you know, natural supplement for your allergies, butterbur is a pretty popular one. So this one you're typically looking at about 500 milligrams per day, and it has been traditionally used to treat bronchitis, excess mucus, and asthma. And in a recent study of hay fever sufferers, it was very effective for allergic rhinitis. It was found to be just as effective as some of the allergic rhinitis medications. So um, something to be careful with for, you know, if you're pregnant or young children or anything like that. Um, but outside of that, butterbur can be really, really helpful. Probiotics, we spoke about this sort of briefly, and it can really help to modify your intestinal flora in the gut which supports and optimizes your immune system function. And it's been showing really promising treatment in the prevention of allergies. So I highly recommend that. And vitamin A, really great because it boosts the immune system, fights inflammation. It also does have some antihistamine properties. Uh, we spoke about pineapple, which has bromelain in it, the enzyme that really helps to reduce sinus congestion, and it can also help to release, relieve hay fever symptoms. Um, but you can actually just buy bromelain on its own. So if you if you're not interested in eating the pineapple, then you can buy bromelain just on its own. Zinc is also amazing. It really does help to. It helps so many things. It's great for hormonal health. It's great for adrenals. It's great for the thyroid. And um, it's one of those those minerals that can get really depleted when you know we're under a lot of stress. And then if we're under a lot of stress, that's going to make our allergy symptoms worse. So I highly recommend zinc. You can take that daily and it's just great overall for women's health and hormones and also really, really helpful for supporting the immune system. And then last up on the list is stinging nettle. I remember many, many years ago in my herbology class, you know, we were making our own tinctures. So we grew all our own herbs. And then at the end, you know, after they all grew, we would go and harvest them and make our own tinctures. And 
stinging nettle, if you've never touched it, well, don't because, and if you do, you want to make sure you have gloves because it just makes you like super, super itchy and you get these hives and whatnot. But it's actually a powerful antihistamine and it has a lot of anti-inflammatory properties. So this can really help to reduce the body's production of histamine. So I highly recommend it. You might be able to find it in a tea, but do be careful if you're taking different like blood thinning medications, high blood pressure medications, sedatives, or anything like that. There could be some adverse interactions with those medications. So I do always recommend across the board with any sort of supplement recommendations that I'm making. It's so important to work with a practitioner so that they can really get an overview of your health history and you know what it is medication-wise that you're currently using and taking, and they can really put a, a strategic protocol in place for you. And then some other things to keep in mind, some other sort of complementary natural uh, allergy treatments, things like using a neti pot, so powerful. Um, you know, it's very effective to relieving the nasal congestion and it can flush out mucus. So you can use this once or twice a day with some warm water and a little bit of salt, and that can help to flush out the nasal passageways for relief. You can get a lot of relief that way. Essential oils, so amazing. I make a blend with lavender, peppermint, and lemon. And I do 10 drops of each into a rollerball. And then I just top it up with some like jojoba oil or any sort of carrier oil. And it actually, those three essential oils together work as a natural antihistamine. Um, And peppermint oil is also wonderful because it does help to open up the nasal passageway and even the lungs. It improves circulation. um, And it's also really, really great for stress too. Same with lavender. So you can just kind of make your own little roll on with that. Um, You can diffuse that to get uh, all three together in your diffuser and it's going to be really helpful. So I like to rub it and just roll it on over my chest. And I also rub it on the back of my neck too. Um, And some days I might just kind of rub a little bit just around like uh, around my nose and then just kind of like inhaling it. And it's just really, really helpful that way too. So something to keep in mind, they are super powerful essential oils. Acupuncture is also amazing. And there was this study that was published in the American Journal of Chinese Medicine that acupuncture reduced the symptoms associated with seasonal allergies in 26 patients without any side effects. So maybe something to consider prior to allergy season, you go and meet with an acupuncturist and you can kind of put a protocol in place and maybe go see them weekly or twice a week to really sort of support and prep your body before you know your allergies are going to hit. And then in terms of just lifestyle changes, you know, things I I always recommend like staying hydrated, drinking three to four liters of water a day. If you haven't tuned into the hyperhydration episode, that is a really amazing episode to tune into with Dr. Andrea Maxim. And she talks all about the importance of drinking more water and how we're just not drinking enough and to not just focus on, you know, your eight glasses a day, but to actually focus on hyperhydration. So that is episode 105. And then just an FYI on the spirulina episode, that was episode 112. So you can tune into both of those. I also recommend showering before bed because again, this can help to get the pollen and sort of dust and things off of your skin or your hair and all of that so that you're not taking it into your bed and then into your 
your sheets. So things to keep, you know, just be mindful of, um, washing your clothes and your bedding frequently, especially if you are spending a lot of time outside. Um, also I talked about wiping down your pets and maybe giving them a bath if they're spending a lot of time outside. So that can really limit your exposure to pollen and different dusts and toxins and things like that. Carpets in your home might not be the easiest thing to replace, but definitely, they do attract and keep dust and pollen and it's really difficult to remove it just with a vacuum. So if you do have significant and severe seasonal allergy symptoms, it might be something to consider to replacing carpets in your home and putting hardwood floor and then it'll be so much easier to clean. Decluttering, so important because clutter can increase house dust and different allergens and this can make your symptoms worse. So just removing clutter, um, especially from your bedroom because you are going to sleep in there at night and you know, you want to make it a clutter-free space as much as possible. And you want to have a a good sleep because that sleep is going to help support your immune system. And it's going to help with stress, helping you manage stress, which all in turn is going to help reduce your allergy symptoms. And then a few other things like keeping the doors and the windows closed. You know, if the pollen counts are really, really high, and especially if there's like I don't know, a lot of dust or construction or something going on in your neighborhood, keep your doors and your windows closed so you can really limit your exposure. So that I think is pretty much it when it comes to dealing with seasonal allergies. And I really hope that that gives you some insight, um, some strategies to work with. I would love to hear from you what it is you are going to implement. And I just really encourage you to start now by removing some of the foods that you're sensitive to and to eliminating some of those foods that I mentioned earlier that can really aggravate allergies and to just really support your immune system, support gut health. You know, the things I talk about all the time are all going to benefit your seasonal allergies. And then there's some you know, key things to keep in mind with quercetin and butterbur and some of these amazing antihistamines, spirulina, might be t- this time of year, especially if you're suffering in the summer months, to really just kind of up the ante on some of those products. So that is it for today's episode. I hope that gave you some insight. You can find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. There has been lots of delicious recipes and goodness that I've been posting over there. So if you're looking for some recipe inspiration, you will always find it on my Instagram page at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And if you are looking to dive into our sugar detox, it is a free five-day detox program. It's fantastic. You get a delicious sugar-free meal plan and tons of great recipes to follow. And it is a great way to support your body, support your hormones, detox from sugar, and to really just reset your hormonal health. So you can find that at holisticwellness.com ca forward slash sugar detox. So thank you for tuning in today. I look forward to chatting with you guys next week and enjoy the rest of your week. Take care.